Welcome to another episode of Back to the Bird, presented by the Podhub Network. My guest today is from McKinless, PA, and he's made a name for himself as a Steelers beat writer for Pittsburgh Sports Now and Pro Football Network. And he's a broadcaster for WPTS Radio, covering Pitt, uh, Pitt Athletics. We're just going to go with that one, because that's the third time I've done this. Please welcome Nick Farabaugh. Nick, what's up, buddy? <laughs> How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. You know, me I was better until I tried doing that intro. listen i totally get the the old intro yipes man trust me yeah man hey you're one of the few people that would get it considering you're a broadcaster yourself so (laughs) exactly man trust me i've had the yips i've had a brain freeze before in the middle of the game and you're like you just freeze for a second it happens man (laughs) it happens my my favorite is whenever you know you have the people well you might not have to deal with this because you do radio but i would do web streaming you have people in the truck and they're like, are you going to talk? Are you going to talk? Are you going to talk? And it's like, I'm trying to get back to it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Just it's like, quit putting own. pressure on me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Nick, how are you, man? It's it's nice to finally meet you. I was telling you beforehand, uh, I, you came on my radar a while back just with your football takes and your Steelers takes. And you're one of the guys that I consistently agree with on most takes. So that's that's how I found you. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm doing really well. Um, overall today, been a busy day. Um, but you know, man, I, I'm doing as about as well as I can this week. So yeah, I was gonna say I, I saw um this morning you were on the fan. Who who were you talking to on the fan? I know yeah. you had like your own segment or whatever. Yeah, I was talking to a Kale Berger over there. Um okay. I work with him in Pittsburgh Sports now. Um he was at WPTS too. Um we went on there, talked a lot about the draft. Um, broke some things down go check that out if you see it um it's Absolutely. in podcast form as well so if you missed it i mean it was at 5 a.m so <laughs> 5 a.m on a monday yeah. and this is going five, on friday <laughs> 5 a.m on a monday so if you missed it i ain't blaming you um trust me and you know that that was a fun experience and then today i also worked uh hit softball so a lot oh, of stuff nice. nice i used to love calling softball man but hey i mean obviously this will come out on friday but from here on out, nobody should miss whatever this guy says. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so anyway, let's get into it. Uh, we're going to talk about your upbringing in McKinless. You're talking about the geography of Pittsburgh, and I don't know mine. So tell us what it's like growing up in McKinless. Yeah, so this is a place. So everyone that knows Pittsburgh well will know where I went to high school. North Allegheny, the University of North Allegheny, I should say. <laughs> People say it, say that because we are, our high schools are so big. I mean, literally, our classes are huge. Our graduating classes are. Um, so I lived out here in the suburbs of Pittsburgh, North. Um, I lived in McCandless, so I didn't live far out Marshall or, or Wexford, if you're thinking of the district. Um, if you live there, you know that really well. Um, I lived out more towards the Ross part of it. Um, like, I live just off... I live close to McKnight Road. I think most people know McNightmare um, or Route 19, something like that. That's where I live. Um, So, you know, living in McCandless, uh, I mean, man, it was pretty good overall. I mean, listen, it's the suburbs. It's it's definitely a a culture shock. I'll say this. Um, Just from like the time you're you're, um, small and everything, man, it's like everyone's everywhere because, again, I went to N.A., so I was with big groups my whole life. So when I'm, I'm putting more smaller groups, um, it, it's a little bit of an adjustment and, and all that. Um, but overall, I mean, you know, this place, it's pretty quiet. Um, it's nice. Um, and, and overall, man, I, I mean, I like the place. We got 
we got trails up just up here um not too far from my house so i can i can go hiking anytime i want to do that um i live right by north park which i love i love north park out here um even if you live in the city it's my opinion you should come out here to the north hills to north park like it's beautiful there's so much to do um my dad does it a lot um he lives he lived in a greensburg uh, when he was younger so and, and this is literally the reason why we live out here actually like my my dad loved north park so much and he said to my mom we're moving out here because i like north park and we moved awesome. out here to mccandless um so so yeah that that's kind of what it was like i mean big groups a lot of friends social groups um and, and if you would realize north allegheny is is a very uh how do i say this a uh, crazy place i guess um so just a lot going on but overall i mean in mccandless man it, it was super nice yeah so like where where would you and the boys hang out growing up what was the thing to do man so mccandless I mean, we don't have, I guess we don't have a ton of spots. We have, obviously we have our local sheets. Now that's always a good go-to. Uh, sheets is we call, always a go-to. <laughs> we, we always have uh, two or three sheets we go to. There's one right up uh, on 19 there. Um, we have a few nice bowling alleys out here. A lot of people, including myself, we've gone out to the South Hills, hit up Top Golf out there. Always fun time to to whack at some golf balls and, and hit it like a home run and, and then pimp that home run. Um, always love doing stuff like that. Um, you know, the go-to place in McCandless, there's, there's not a ton of them, um, but you know, we all Moe's the Moe's right by the high school. That was definitely a go-to. Um, we had a great, great Moe's literally you could walk right across campus, right through this, this part of trees and there's Moe's and then we just walk in and get Moe's. Pretty, pretty awesome. Um, Monticello's is out that way. Um, a lot of people could go to Ichiban out that way in Wexford. Um, so, you know, I mean, me and, me and the boys, we would always, if we could, we would hit up a lot because I played a lot of sports growing up. So, I mean, I would play football, baseball, basketball, whatever, um, soccer, all this stuff. Um, so we would hit up, um, again, North Park is a place where I would hit up a lot just because there's fields there. So, you know, we would go play some baseball whatever football um we would hit up sometimes some of the na fields when they weren't being used there's a ton of them right there uh, as i said literally where i live i mean i can walk to um some of these schools so um i really was was privy to that um so there were a lot of places that i really hung out um out here but it's it's a lot of good places as well so um I, i'm a I love, I love mechanics. It's, it's, it's nice. And, and there's a lot of places to choose from wherever you want to go. Yeah, for sure, man. Now let's talk about, um, you, you said, you mentioned you played a lot of sports playing at NA. We were talking about it before you played with like Joey Porter jr. You played with a bunch of people who are just dominant athletes. What, what was that like growing up with? Dude, culture shock. Cause listen, um, right now I am about six foot. But I grew actually in college. So I'm in college still. I actually grew post high school. So when I was in high school, I was, I don't know, five, seven, five, eight. Um, I was pretty compact and built like that. So I was always inside like a guard and the tackle. Mm -hmm. um, so you can imagine I'm facing most dudes, especially at NA. A lot of these guys are going to 
Um, we had uh, a guy, I played with Josh Slug. He went to Notre Dame. Um, Derek Devine, uh, he went to Virginia. He, I mean, these are both low linemen. Um, Par- Parker Titsworth, I played with him. Yes, that's literally his name. I'm not kidding. I, I, I wasn't going to say nothing. <laughs> shout out, shout out, shout out to P. Titty, um, our, our legend. Uh, he went viral actually on Barstool Sports a little bit. Really oh, good no way. for that last name. Uh, he's that's he's crazy. playing at Ohio right now. Um, so so that's my guy. Um, shout out to him. You know, I played with a lot of guys that went to like Ivy League. Um, Jake Lug as well. Um, a lot of Ivy League recruits. Um, John Varzell, uh, he went to Pitt. Um, th- there's so many guys that that I've played with. Again, um, Joey Porter Jr. is a guy. Um, Khalil Dinkins, he's going to Penn State. Um, I didn't really play with him a ton, um, but but I've I've seen what he does, and, and it's trust me, he's going to be a good one. Um, I've just played with so many guys, and I've been around. And this is just in multiple sports. I mean, I've been around athletes and and i also worked for the for the journalists uh like i was a journalist in high school i was a sports director for our high school newspaper and just as a byproduct of that i would also go out and cover other sports so i saw people you know i saw top volleyball recruits that we had because our girls volleyball team is really good um i've seen uh aid i don't know if you know who aiden owens is i mean this is a guy he's a top decathlete um really really like highly like u.s olympic yeah type deal so i've seen these guys and i mean it's just a shell shock and i knew i mean i was never up to their level um like hell i was too small um i was just i mean i tried i, I never did um i was more brains than i was brawn and you know I, I i mean we had this dude uh i remember my freshman year um it was in practice i was playing at the end um, I was just, I was just a scout team dude. We had, uh, if, if he's listened to this, uh, we had our right tackle. His name's Elijah Boyd. He's playing at, I think IUP right now. Um, he, he comes in and he's, he's pulling on me and I'm the base end. I mean, I'm the kick out guy. He just comes in like a freight train and I'm like five, four, like in my freshman year, I was small, man. <laughs> and he just runs right through me. I mean, it, and I, bro, my, the wind was knocked out of me for a good few few minutes like for real like that that stuff was crazy um but yeah man i mean i was never great at at football baseball whatever i was never this super athletic standout dude like i would i would you you mean you talked about your athletic career you far surpassed my heights brother so hey man i had two good games in college d3 scout was like hey i want that guy and i lasted a year there so (laughs) not too great but (laughs) i did man so you know i i I mean i just i just saw firsthand what it was and then i took in the game uh in the games i guess you could say from all the sports especially football though i took in what i saw what i what I observed uh, really deeply. And that's kind of what that, ha- that helped me. I mean, it helped me in my career because I knew what to look for. I knew how this stuff worked at least to a yeah. level. Again, obviously high school is a bit very different from college and NFL, but you know, there are base principles there that I can apply across. And, yeah. And so let's, know, let's talk about you were, you were in uh, high school newspaper. You were the lead journalist for sports did having these like high quality athletes around you in high school, did that help you a lot from that like starter level of high school to where you're at now being a, being a Steelers beat writer? 
Well, yeah, I mean, it definitely did because, listen, when you cover a team like NA, and, and I mean, the this is a team – I mean, I covered – uh, the, the swimming team and, and this is I covered them a little bit and this was the year that they they smashed a a national record for the four by 100 relay yeah um like this this team I think had oh my lord I can't even imagine just my class alone the class of 2019 had at least six or seven d1 recruits I know Jack Wright one of uh he I interviewed him he was he's this is a guy that has achieved levels of excellence yeah. And he's going he's going to Virginia right now and he was only one of the great swimmers on that team uh, there's other guys I think um, Jerry Chen went to Pitt um, there's other people that went up other places and that's both on the men's and women's side um, so we we had lots of D1 recruits on that side and then I covered volleyball and if you don't know anything about any volleyball they have an absurd they had an absurd win streak then oh yeah <laughs> I think it was going two years at that point and we were in the state title game um, so like, listen, it, 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 it teaches you, especially when you're writing about a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, who is a storied franchise known for, you know, levels of success and excellence. Um, it teaches you certain angles uh, to that, but just in general in writing, I mean, you learn how to craft stories because you have so many good stories at such a large, because it is such, again, it's a large high school. So you have so many good stories there. Uh, and you have so many lessons you can take just from writing about these guys um, and girls. And then, you know, you have um, lessons, you have just cohesive writing, how to craft a narrative and all this. It, it was so helpful. I mean, without that, uh, I don't think I'd be anywhere close to where I was. I mean, that was truly the, the, the foundation being laid um, to where I am now. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, looking back, you know, I was a part of my high school's like broadcast team. Like all we did was make like SNL style skits. So it was nothing like you're doing, you were doing like our newspaper really didn't do that either. It was very small. Like we, we went to a small school, Beaver area. It wasn't that big. We were double a for how long. I don't even know what they are now. Cause you know, whip screwed all that up, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, you you got some really good experience from the get-go like you're literally covering na one of the biggest schools in the area you could have got an internship out of high school probably to go to like the post gazette or the trib or whatever just from that experience alone so like to see you now and see you putting that towards your nfl coverage your steelers coverage it's like i feel like a lot of people don't appreciate where a sports writer comes from or they don't look into it listen every sports writer i think you can even even a lot of broadcasters like stephen a smith um skip bayless all these guys have cut their teeth at high school mm-hmm. i know stephen a has for sure yeah. um like a lot of these guys you see on tv if they're not a professional athlete they have come from the ground up so they have covered listen you cover literally anything i mean you cover middle school stuff sometimes like that's legit yeah. um you cover all this stuff, high school sports are of local interest, like big time local interest, you know, where especially in Western PA. Are. Exactly. Especially in Western PA, you know, where football is big, um, basketball, pretty much any sport is going to garner interest um, from a local crowd. So it's huge. And you understand how to, how to write your stories and cover everything because it's, it's, it's hard to, to cover sports at, at a high school level. Because once you get to the, to the NFL and college, you have stats right there for you 
you don't always have that, you know, you don't always have a, a, an outline roster. So you have to be much more attentive, detailed, um, organized. And that's, that's key. It's what it really helps you. And, and then you have to build a network among those as well. Yeah. So, so, you know, it, it's so, it's so, I guess, intensive and it, it really builds, builds you out. Um, so yeah, you have to cut your teeth somewhere. And I mean, whether that's as at, at high school, yeah. um, when you're in high school or, you know, out of college, whatever, you have to cut your teeth somewhere. And I mean, that's where a lot of people are cutting their teeth. Uh, you just look at anyone. I mean, I think, I think Mark Caboli covered um, high school for a while. I, I know there's a lot of people that, you know, cover the Steelers that have probably covered high school. So it, it's a thing, man. Yeah. Now you're mentioning a lot of names. Like obviously you got Stephen A, Skip Bayless, you brought up Mark Caboli. Who are the writers when you were in high school or even before that, that you looked up to and you were like, I want to write like that guy, or I want to, you know, I want to work alongside that guy. Man. So, so yeah, I mean, looking if, so first of all, just to preface this, if you aren't reading other journalists, you're doing it wrong. Um, just stealing stuff from them. I got not stealing. I guess that's not the right. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't want you to get a, a yeah. copywriter. Or... Well, not, not only do I not want to do that. I want to, I don't, you don't want to jack off someone's writing style, right? Like the, you want it to be your own. Yeah. You want it with the flavor of your own, but you want to in, implement techniques for others. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so people that, you know, I would read a lot of, um, you know, Marcel Louis Jacques, he's a Bills writer. Um, so he's not a local guy. But he's a guy that I really watched and I said, you know, great storyteller, just natural. It, it was like it was in motion picture, super great questions. You know, as a journalist, a sports journalist specifically, he tosses these informative football questions and he comes up with really good answers and really good stories. And you do the research, right? Like he's someone who taught me how to do the research and then his writing is so vivid. He taught me how to be detailed in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was the guy that I really read a lot of. Um, going back, um, you know, who else did I read, um, you know, on the film side of things? Because I I'm, I do a lot of film stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so I do read a lot of film things. Uh, Dane Brugler from The Athletics, another guy. Um, he's a draft guy. You know, he's kind of the guy that pushed me uh, towards being into something like um, the draft, at least he was the guy that I kind of, he, him, him, Daniel Jeremiah um, were two guys that I really looked at and said, well, maybe I want to write about that. Or I want to give my thoughts. Cause I did have thoughts about it. And it was just a hobby at that point, not a job, but I did. And, and I read a lot of what they did and I read, you know, how descriptive they were, the, what they did, the work they put into it. Um, and I wanted to do it And uh, another guy, um, Nick Martin. Um, he's a local guy. Um, he used to write for behind the steel curtain. Mm-hmm. And he's a guy I can't think enough. Um, I hope he's listening to this one because um, he's a guy that really, I mean, he's the one that kickstarted the gears. And he also helped me um, land a, it was unpaid and, and everything like that. It was more of a cut my teeth thing. While I was writing about the high school stuff, I was also writing a little bit of Steelers content over there behind the Silk Curtain Grasby Nation. And it was because of him that, that he, you know, I was able to do that. I was able to post some content and he really inspired me. Um, to get out there and do it Um, so he's a guy as well now listen I didn't I didn't look up to a ton of people um, at least on the writing side because I I also very much am heavily exploring broadcasting side of things yeah obviously Um, yeah 
and I have a lot of guys over on that end. Um, that I, I just listen to a ton of, of broadcasters. I mean, listen, you can take something from everyone. Gus Johnson, obviously, with how excited, how vivid he is. Um, on the uh, Kevin Harlan, I love him. I mean, outside of just you know the, his voice, I think he. It, I don't know how he does it. Like it's, it's something other than just experience. He like warps everything perfectly. Like every single word is perfect. I don't know how he does it, but yeah, I got to get that way somehow. Um, and then Dude, it's tough. We were just like, we, like I said at the beginning, I'd messed up the intro three times. And I was just like, we're just going to go with it. It's such and a skill, for man. people to be able to just not have a mistake. is pretty crazy. Dude, it's it's like these these pros, man. I mean, it's crazy. Mike Tarico is the same way. Yeah, phenomenal. He's amazing. Phenomenal. Announcer. And I I'd say Doc Emmerich. He makes mistakes, but he rolls mm-hmm. with it. I love him too. Um, Bill Hillgrove. You know, I think he's yeah. he's a shining wizard of the Pittsburgh community. Um, really like what Bill Hillgrove did. Um, and and also um, I mean, just people I work close with, like um. I'll give him a shout out, Jason Earl. I work with him. He does a lot of stuff up at ACC Network where um, I work. He also was in WPTS with me. Uh, he's one of the best announcers I know, like straight up. And, and I think, you know, as a play-by-play, as a as a play-by-play guy, I mean, this this is a dude that has the chance to become, you know, one of those marquee names. Like he he's organized. He taught me how to prep. There's so, people don't realize how much goes behind the scenes on this oh, stuff. Yeah. Like just broadcasting the, the hours. And that's, yeah, that's something I feel like I, I haven't talked about on this podcast yet. It was like, I always talk about like, you know, the work that goes into it, but I never go into detail what goes into it for um, broadcasters. Like people, like I thought I was good at what I did, but whenever I looked at like other people who like were serious about this stuff, like that's what they wanted their career to be. They have, literally pages upon pages upon pages of notes and they're just able to pull it at will during a game you know and like for people to be able to do that and i think i was watching doc emmerich's uh documentary and he like he would come come to every game with like a binder this big full of crap that he could just pull at any time to talk about guys that's why he like he'll say random things about some what some player did in high school and it's like the people that do that and they put that preparation in that's who you're going to know. And it's like, that's what you're saying about your guy is like, when you do that homework, it, it pays off. It's, it's so huge. Like you cannot be a good broadcaster without the homework, exactly. whether that's play by play color. And I don't care if you're doing TV or radio, obviously those are two very different formats and kind of how you, you do things. Um, but listen, man, it, you, it, it paints a picture of the person uh, and, and listen, the, the on game act, the game action, of sports is a huge part of it but so is the the human interest part of it like just the people behind the the jerseys um you know it's also a very big part of it especially in tv you're trying to tell a story man like exactly so 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 the way that i look at it is like excuse me the way i look at it is you're like like a doc emmerich he is a journalist through your ears like he doesn't write he He's trying to tell a story to you while the game's going on. He's trying to make this whatever game. It could be it could be the Calgary Flames versus Minnesota Wild, a game I don't care about. And he, the broadcaster, if they're good enough, they'll get you to care. Exactly. Right. Like every in everything you put in has to have some heightened sense. And this is why I I draw from Mike Tarico so much, because he uh, there is no 
I truly believe there is no one better that announces NFL football at heightening a game than Mike Tirico because he knows exactly how to do it. Even if it's, you know, even if it's like the Jags versus, I don't know, the Giants, right? This is a guy that, that goes in there and still somehow ups the stakes. I don't know how he does it. Yeah. He's phenomenal at what he does. And his prep is so clear, so concise. And, and you, like, you just look at what he does, man. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> My point of view, it's, it's, it's great. So, yeah, there's so much work. And, I mean, I've taken influence from from all the guys I mentioned on both sides of the coin. Yeah. So now we've already we've started to talk about it broadcasting WPTS. Let's talk about how you ended up at the University of Pittsburgh. What was your process of like? Did you know you wanted to go to be a journalist? Did you say, "Oh, I, I know I want to be a journalist, but I also want to be a broadcaster"? What went into the decision of where you went to school? Yeah, man, this thing started back uh, eighth grade, I think. And I'll, I'll tell a little story on this one. So um, we were, my, my sister was in marching band. So we're just driving down. I think it was Vets Day, I think. I don't know. I was in eighth grade at the time. Um, she didn't really know what she wanted to do for college. She was a junior at the time. So she was heavily in that process. I obviously had a lot of time before I needed to get into that. But I was talking with it with my mom and my dad. Um, and, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do either. I mean, I, I obviously love sports. I didn't know what the heck I was going to do, though. You're also an eighth grader. Yeah, I was also in eighth grade. But like, literally from eighth grade on, I knew I was going to be something in sports, broadcasting, journalist, whatever. And like my my dad mentioned, oh, when I was your, well, not when I was your age, when I was, I don't know, my 20s or something. My dad literally, so he's from Greensburg and Pittsburgh, if you know where that is. And Mm -hmm. a little bit outside downtown, but pretty much in the city. Um, he's from there. He he was there at Morningside. He went to Peabody High School. He did all this stuff. He was a really outstanding basketball point guard too, um, at Peabody. And he packed up his bags and moved to the West Coast, trying to essentially become, uh, you know, a full time sports broadcaster, whatever. Get into this, get into this field because he used to call games for like the the community baseball games. And everyone used to always say, "Well, that's your future. Like, you got it." Um. And he, he talk, told me all that. And he's like, well, you should do it. And I was like, why? And I mean, it never crossed my mind. I was not going to do anything else from that on, from that time yeah. on. And so at that point, when I went into my college search, started my, I really started searching around, you know, I, I was looking at places, I don't know, Syracuse, for example, Arizona State, Illinois, Northwestern, um, you know, these elite programs um, for, for journalism. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the issue is obviously money is not grown everywhere. So I didn't want to be in a ton of debt. Um, yeah. That is something that we have to deal with. It's a world, you know, I, I just didn't, I want to, if I went to Syracuse, which I, you know, which I, I probably could have, um, I, I didn't want to, I would have been in like 100K debt. It just, it's not worth it. Like it's yeah. not. Um, so I, I, I shortened my pool um, to a few colleges. Um, Duquesne, Penn State, um, Ohio, um, basically these smaller, you know, schools. And and then I was like, well, I'm still definitely applying to Pitt. I grew up a Pitt fan. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, just background. My dad went to Pitt. Um, he was a huge Pitt fan. We've had season tickets since I was like five, I think. So I've seen, you know, I've gone to Pitt football games, Pitt basketball games for my whole life. Um, so I've seen, I've seen the ups and downs. I've seen, you know, Aaron Donald, LaShawn McCoy, uh, Dewan Blair on the court. I've seen all of them. I've seen yeah. it all. Um, 
So like I, Pitt was, no matter what, no matter where I went to school, I was going to be a Pitt fan some way. I mean, it wouldn't matter. Um, but Pitt was what I grew up on. And so I was thinking, um, I didn't know if I was actually even going to get into that. Um, I had to retake, I hate talking about this, ACT. I hate the SAT and the ACT. I can't stand them. I had to retake it. <laughs> yeah, and I did. And I had my score. I got in. And um, so why, why did I get into that? Uh, and like, why did I go to Pitt? I mean, first of all, Pitt is a place that is growing a broadcast curriculum faster than anyone else in the United States right now. Um, Pitt Studios was something I was really interested in. I got to see it. It was huge, like for me, because I knew I would have these opportunities. I didn't know I would have what I will get into it later. I didn't know I would have the opportunities I did now. Um, but like that was what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be a broadcaster or a journalist, and they didn't have explicit broadcasting or journalism, you know, majors, mm-hmm. but they did have the classes and, and everything. And I was like, well, I can do this and this and still keep other avenues open um, if I want to go into this. Um, so basically, it was just the perfect, it's the perfect array. First of all, I'm not far from my family at all. Yeah. yeah. Two, it's not crazy expensive at all um, because my mom works at UPMC. So we get some help there and, and it's a program that is continuing to get better. And the guy that runs it, Kevin Michael Smith is phenomenal. And, you know, he's given me so many opportunities. And so Pitt was just like natural, man. I mean, everything just lined up and I was like, well, I got to go to Pitt. That's awesome. I, I wish I would have done my research on school and like actually cared about getting into college because I love where I went. I love Bethany College. I got the got the bison behind me. I love it. I'm glad <laughs> I went there. I'm glad I got I'm glad I got the experience. But it's like I see these programs. It's like I could have got into that school. I could have gone here. And it's like, why didn't I try harder? But it's like that I always thank Bethany for pushing me to try harder. And now they're it's like looking back, it's like, oh. But it's like, that's why I would love to go back to school just for that. Like if I could just <laughs> be in the studio for hours upon hours and all that stuff, like I, I fall in love with it, man. Hey man, I'll totally get it. Listen, my, my mom. Just to clarify, school. since my dad watches that, I, I, I do not want to go back to school. Don't think that. Jimbo. <laughs> Don't think that Jimbo, he's sitting in the corner here. That's his little standee. But yeah, Jimbo, don't worry. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, no, it's like these, these, all these programs around the area. And I wish I would have done my research as a kid, but yeah, we have so much good stuff. And I was going to bring this up later after everything, but I had to ask you, have you heard of, or been involved with Pit tonight? I, I've heard of it. I haven't been explicitly involved with it, but so, I know some people that work on the set. Uh, I definitely know Pit tonight. Yes. Pit tonight. Listen, whenever I was, I think I was a sophomore or junior at Bethany, we heard about Pitt Tonight, and we were like, we want to do something like this at Bethany. And we went, and we hung out with those guys at Pitt Tonight. That It was like we were in a whole new world because they take it serious as hell. And it's like, obviously, a bigger school, you got more people to work on a production. And that's what it was, is it was a production. Like, it wasn't like, oh, we'll show up at, like, two hours beforehand, and we'll do a show. It was like, we're going to show up at 11 in the morning show starts at 7 p.m like it's it's a crazy thing but i forget where i was even going with this i was just curious if you knew about it if you get involved that's okay would you ever want to get involved with pit tonight man 
I would think about it for sure. I mean, I would have to, you know, I'm just so busy, man. Like, I've just, yeah, and it's a what they everything they do is busy. It takes up their free time. It takes up so much time with what I'm doing now and WPTS. Like, I picked WPTS my senior year. I was like, I knew I wanted to do it. I knew I knew Jason because um, he went to NA with uh, with okay. me for a little bit, and I knew his brother as well. Um, well, so I was like, well, I know what WPTS is. I'm gonna do that. Cause I know I'm like, well, I want to do broadcasting. So that's easy to get in. Um, so that's what I did. Although I knew of pit tonight and I knew like that thing was, was amazing. There's so many great things at pit uh, in terms of that, man. But pit tonight. And, and is ones tonight that, and it's, <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff people don't even know about. Cause I feel like no one knows about pit tonight and it's such an awesome experience. At least it was whenever I went, it was probably like what, six years ago now. Shit. Six it's, years it's, ago, since I've still been, great, man. It's still great. They put out they had, the, product the host. Year. The host was uh Jesse Irwin, and they yep. did their big live show in the big auditorium. They had the band there, like it was their it was his finale because he was graduating. And it just the, the amount of production that went into that, like literally, they had the marching band in the balconies, like playing music, and I was like, Holy shit, this is awesome! <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I just, I had to bring that up since you're a pit guy. Now let's get into WPTS. Um, we were talking about it earlier and okay, before I get into the ACC stuff, just tell me like, what, what do you guys do? Like what's, what's the war room look like per se, you know? ACC? Boy. So this one is crazy. I mean, we, we have three control rooms yeah. all spanned across each other and we can do like we can do so many different shows out of these, right? I mean, we only need one control room for one show. Although with COVID, obviously we're distanced in all three separate ones. Yeah. So we have, there are about a hundred million screens throughout with all of our different cameras, with all of our different outputs, with the audio, with the switchers, with all this. Now that, that a lot of that is probably broadcast lingo that people don't know. Like what a switch. Hey, but listen, I'm a nerd for it. So let's talk about it. <laughs> and like all of this stuff that we do. And there's obviously different positions. And we show up early, like early, early, usually sometimes as early as seven hours beforehand. Because listen, that stuff you see on ACC network. Um, if you've watched a basketball game and you've ever seen things come off the scoreboard, um, just like a pop. We call it a pop. Um and it's, I don't know, let's just do a pit guy because I know pit guys. Um, Justin Champagny tonight, 20 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, something like that. Or, but we, we do all of that stuff. We have to link it. So we have this elaborate data link system that we use too for it. And we have all these positions, but for specifically what I'm talking about is that's, that's a bug. Techn- it's a bug call. It's called, we call yep. it a scoreboard a bug. Yeah, now you might be familiar with that. Um, <laughs> we call that a bug. I deal with that and, every day at work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we call that a bug bug operator. And then we, you know we have the CG operator who makes these slabs, the lower thirds, the tombstones, the full screens, whatever. And then obviously you have the audio guy. You have four, five, six cams. You have the timeout coordinator. You have the producer, the associate producer, who basically is the the head of graphics. And then you have the associate director, who's basically. Uh, usually the head of tape and, and getting those promos, getting our spots in, communicating with the network, right? Like all this stuff. And then you also have, that doesn't even, that's just the daily stuff. Like we pre-build <laughs> graphics. We have 
elaborate Excel sheets that we put together that link to, to all of these. So, you know, we can do that prior. Um, I mean, there's so much we do um, just on the day of uh, and a little bit before. Um, and that's, that's not even talking about how they built the darn thing. I mean, there are so many outputs. I mean, there, there, I think there's something over like 500 different connections throughout the whole building or something to put on these productions um, that we do because now we're a part of ESPN and ACC network and we have to be up to a certain standard. And there's so many different ones. And I think, you know, I could go really deep into the audio stuff or, or whatever, because, you know, I, you have to know it all. And, yeah, since you're, you're a radio guy, mostly. So you know all about audio. Yeah, and I know all about that. And, and I mean, there's the audio stuff. There's the video stuff that you do. There's these different keys. That, there's so much you can know about what ACC does. Uh, and you wouldn't even know how much goes beyond behind the scenes. I mean, it's so elaborate, man. And, yeah. you know, I'm only in my first year, so I don't even know as much as a lot of the people there do. And I'm certain I'll learn more over the next year. You're just looking at it and you're like, this is gonna be a lot of work. <laughs> I'm, I've only started, man. Like, I mean, I've, you know, I've, I've only touched the tip of the iceberg in terms of what I want to do there too. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I'm going to be doing more positions and all this stuff, man. I mean, it is very, very much in depth. So I mean, now my, one of my bigger questions with the ACC stuff is like, we were talking about, it's kind of like an internship, but it's an internship you have for like four years. Now, my question is, do they have someone there from the ACC network, like a representative, kind of helping you guys along? Well, basically, what AC, ACC network is a branch of ESPN. Mm -hmm. So at every single college in the ACC, whether that's Pitt, Clemson, NC State, UNC, Duke, Notre Dame, even yeah, Notre Dame's included in that, Syracuse, whatever, um, all these schools – they have specific people that are heads of these schools. So we have a head of broadcast, an assistant, a broadcast, a director of broadcast, right? And these are the people that help bring us up pretty much. Um, there are usually four to five really high-ranking tenured people. They train us as students. And this is really cool because it's a, it's a student. It's a pit student pipeline, essentially. Yeah. Because you have to think once we graduate, a lot of us – you already have experience working for yeah. ESPN and ACC Network. Yeah, I know one of our guys um, who did a lot of our audio work and, and some other things, he just went up and became um, a producer at ESPN, uh, the, literally the one in Bristol. Yeah. So, you know, we have a lot of that. Um, uh, it's So that's our system. Uh, I guess you can call them ACC reps, but they're basically trainers. Yeah. And also, every single one of them, this is the cool thing, every single one of them except one, um, and he's he's the guy that's been there the whole time, kind of since like the dark days of like the Big East. Um, he, he, they all were students. Nice. They all of them were. Now that's some really of that's cool. from. And by the way, this is the same for SEC Network, Big Twelve, Big yeah, Ten. Yeah, yeah. All of it. it's the same. So this is across all these networks, Pac-12 as well. Um, so these are all ESPN syndicates, and they're all pretty much student training programs and they open up the world of broadcasting to you and you get trained in everything, whatever you want, by the way, you can literally approach them and ask them and say, Hey, I want to do this. And, and you get opportunities. And that includes TV broadcasting opportunities. If you want to call it on the air, obviously you have training that goes into these, but it's an opportunity just 
blast and you're like oh but it's it's amazing for your career man it's it's a blessing to have yeah hey any any college kids or late high school seniors juniors if you guys want a job in that field go to Pitt, go to an acc school sec that it's a pipeline man that's that's amazing that you're you have access to something like that it is now let's get back to you and your extracurriculars outside of school Mm -hmm. uh writing for pittsburgh sports now and pro football network how did all that come about yeah man the pittsburgh sports now was really dope um i know alan saunders really well i've known him for a little bit especially since i with my wpts stuff i see him around a lot Mm -hmm. um there um and and you know we've talked in the past and and what i really want to do because last before last year i was just blogging um and I was just doing film analysis and yes, that's fun and all. And I, I love doing that, but I also wanted to do, you know, I wanted to be able to like ask people questions and get credentialed and, and do all that, like do actual coverage. And I knew they could bring that. And Alan approached me and said, Hey, you want to, you know, you want to join us. Um, we have an opening here um, at Steelers now or Pittsburgh sports now. And that's kind of how that came about. I mean, I want, I had a desire to be more credentialed, um, to get into the deep divings of journalistic things because again I had covered that stuff in high school that was my element more so than just straight up blogging um, so that was really amazing um, and ever since then you know I've had I've had great opportunities this year to cover uh, all these NFL draft pro days I've covered a lot of pit press conferences Steelers conferences I mean all these stuffs right um, hopefully this year I'll be down in the strobe let's hope um, a little yeah. bit so you know, I get all these opportunities, man, and, and it's really dope. As far as Pro Football Network, I mean, that was something that I really egged for. I mean, I kind of, I, I I wouldn't say, I, I bombed their uh, DMs, I would say, with, uh, <laughs> with my resume at the yeah. time. That was two years ago when I was just a dude. I wasn't even in college yet. Um, when I was just a guy, and I really wanted to write for them because they, a lot of my friends were writing there, and they looked like a really cohesive upstart. Um, place so i was like can i do it i don't care where so they hired me as a i wanted to be because the Steelers beat the Steelers one was already taken so um i was like i wanted to be a titans one because it was open they said no we don't have that one anymore but you can write about the vikings so i ended up writing about the vikings for a few months um and that was interesting because obviously they're they're a different team it was a new challenge um and i had to learn the vikings really well um which was interesting but after a little bit of time, um, they wanted to, to take care of, I guess, uh, go more to my strengths. So they opened up a new film room category. So I was in the film room. And then eventually, I just moved permanently to draft yeah. from there. And I've been there ever since. I mean, we do so much work there. Um, weekly meetings to address Star Mock Draft Simulator, which you guys should check out because it's dope. Um, it is. <laughs> I've used it. I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but I'm using the mock draft simulator it is pretty yeah, we, awesome yeah man we adjust that we that, um the guys on the developing side have done so much coding um have done so much work there to make the mechanics as good as it can um it's you can trade with it but we adjust rankings weekly we adjust team needs weekly we do so much weekly and you know we take into account kind of what we're hearing and what's going on I know we just had a problem where Jamar Chase was falling. We fixed that. Um, we try to fix these weekly, and there's a lot of work that goes into it, and that's kind of, you know, 
the king stuff. We I write profiles. I do mock drafts. Um, I release a full round mock draft every month. So that's really awesome as well. Um, and you know, just so much work that goes into it behind the scenes that the guys um, really put a lot of work into. So that thing, uh, I've been there as it's grown. I've been there two years now, actually. And that's something that has grown so much over time. I mean, man, when I was there, they didn't have Tony Pauline or Trey Wingo or, or Matt Tanner or none of these guys, Matt Williamson. Yeah. Um, and now they do. And I mean, it's great to see the growth and, and, you know, just be a part of that. So that's awesome. One thing about you, man, is just like, you're a go-getter. I fucking love it. <laughs> you just have that mentality. Like, even when I was in high school, I wasn't thinking about reaching out to blogs. I, sure, I was a fan of Barstool Sports, but I was like, oh, I got to go to college first. I can't reach out to them. You're like, hey, Pro Football Network, I want to write for you. Like, you're like, every, I, I assume like every day, every week, you're just mm. busting in those DMs. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I, I was trying to, and you know, it eventually worked out. I mean, that's something that's you don't way. see every day, especially in this day and age. That's that's awesome that you have that mentality. Listen, man, the worst they can do is say no. Um, I, I honestly like, and I do the same thing for anything, any other opportunity or anything in life. Like, man, just go get it. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Um, like, do be a go getter. Take any opportunity you can, especially in the work workplace. Like, man, reach for any opportunity. I don't care if it's out of your comfort zone. Like, if you walk in one day, if I walk in one day to ACC Network and they say, hey, I want you to go on replay. I've never done a replay for what it's worth. And this is a very complicated and tough job. I'm going to do it. I don't care. It's an opportunity, man. Like, take opportunities or, or reach out to opportunities, especially, like, um, back that year, I would just reach out to dudes through the D uh, – because I didn't have any any connections at all uh, in the NFL that year because I was a high school kid. Um, so I would reach out to – literally, I would just reach out to draft prospects in their Twitter DMs. I mean, I'm not even kidding. I went, and I would just ask them, uh, can I interview you? And I landed a few interviews that way. And I mean, literally, man, like, like I reached out to top prospects. I think I reached out to like that year, DK Metcalf, like um, <laughs> Trace McSorley. I think I reached out to, I, I reached, I know I reached out to Devin Bush. Um, like I reached out to all these guys and, and I, like, I obviously I didn't get a response on most of them, but you know, the few that I did, it was awesome. It was really dope. Yeah, dude. Listen, I feel that grind too. Like trying to get interviews for this show all the time. I, I go into those draft prospects, DMs and stuff. Like I think I I went after Pit Guy. Uh, who's the safety? Is it, uh, Paris Ford? Yeah, Paris Ford. Mm-hmm. I tried to tried to get him. No response. And it's like, you just got to keep rolling with the punches. Just keep going. Exactly, man. I mean, and there again, there's no drawback to it, you know best he can do is say yeah man i'm down and you have paris ford on the podcast like exactly right so now let's let's wrap this up talking about where do you see yourself going obviously i believe you're a sophomore at Pitt. Mm-hmm. you got two more years ahead of you what's the future look like for nick Farabaugh? um good question i don't really know man like i'm just loving where you're at right now i like where i'm <laughs> at because i have kind of all the spectrum still again i'm a sophomore i guess it's kind of like whatever comes to me um kind of by my senior year man like i will say this i do like writing but i think my love's more in broadcasting yeah um so i'm definitely exploring that side the dream is to work at espn i guess i kind of am right now but you know i want to work you want to be there i want to be there and you want you want to oh what's the saying you want to be in the building where the where the bread's made or whatever. Yeah, something like that. 
I want to be there, man. And, and like, that's my dream um, at this point. But I mean, I'm not going to complain, you know, if I end up at, I don't know, FS1 or, hey, if I land a beat writing job, man, a full-time beat writing job, I'll do it. I don't care. I mean, I don't know where it's going to take me. So I'm just going to keep working hard, taking every opportunity I can. Um, At this point, all I can do is continue to improve. um, And really, quite honestly, just personally, I'm just looking forward to where it takes me because I think, you know, good things are ahead in the future, man. There's so many opportunities that, that are still to to be to be gotten so i'm really looking forward to it that's awesome are you a capricorn i am not scorpio okay because my i had to ask because my girlfriend's always like oh you're a capricorn that's why you work so hard blah 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 so i figured we got we got some of the same vibes here i was like oh maybe he's a capricorn (laughs) no i'm a scorpio (laughs) i'm a scorpio and my my girlfriend um always tells me that's why you should be more aggressive. You're a Scorpio. And I was like, astrology, really? Are we doing this? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll let you do the astrology. I'll talk sports. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. Well, thank you for coming on back to the Berg. It's been a pleasure. I love talking to you, man. Um, everybody go check out Nick on social media. He's all over Twitter. That's where I found him. That's where you'll probably enjoy him the most. But also check out his writing on Pittsburgh Sports Now. Check him out on Pro Football Network. And if you get the chance, I'm sure he's broadcasting the game on WPTS as well. So, Nick, once again, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me on, man. This was a fun discussion. Very fun. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug & Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug & Associates, this is Mickey Marquis. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. I don't know what is happening to me. All I know is that it is happening. Tonight on The CW. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? It's the incredible new series from Ava DuVernay. You have power I have never felt before. This is real, whether you believe it or not. I just want to be normal. You're not normal. You, Naomi McDuffie, are exceptional. Naomi, the can't-miss series premiere tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW.